Today on Not Sam Wrestling, social distancing or not, we're going to try to fix WrestleMania. Gronk has debuted in WWE. What content are you watching? Peter Rosenberg is here and a whole lot more. This is Not Sam Wrestling. This is Not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Here we are. For you that needed a reminder, yes, it is Monday. Maybe not Sam Wrestling is how you're going to keep your calendar up to date. I don't know. I appreciate those of you because I was noticing that I'm listening to less podcasts these days. And I guess, I mean, people just have different habits. But for me, all my podcast listening happens in the car. So I have my uh, my lineup that I go through when I'm driving around. And I mean, on a regular day, I'm going two hours or more in the car every day. I would say on average, I probably drive at least two hours a day. So I get through all my all my shows. But now I'm so far behind on everything. So I appreciate everybody that's made an extra effort to stay up to date on Not Sam Wrestling. And to those of you using it as an escape in this time of tension... I appreciate all you guys, too. And if you're really just listening to the show so you know what day of the week it is, I appreciate you guys, too. Welcome to Not Sam Wrestling. It's Monday. It's the franchise show. It's not the Patreon show. If you were listening on Patreon, it'd be Thursday. But today is Monday, and that's why you're listening to Not Sam Wrestling. Of course, we're coming off of uh, SmackDown on Friday. In front of uh, another empty crowd at uh, the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. If you're not on the Patreon page, if you're not a Not Sam show, we haven't really spoken since last Monday. And, you know, it's very clear that the WWE is figuring this out as they go, as are as is everybody, I think. You know, I think that's something that we, we've got to keep in mind is when we talk about wrestling, the people that are really getting hit hard and the people that really need our support are those independent wrestlers, man. If you see any independent wrestler putting out content right now, click on it, watch it, share it. If they're independent wrestlers that are putting out YouTube content, watch it, you know, help them get their ad rates up. If you want to hit them up on, on pro wrestling tees, do that. Because... That's the real economic hit of everything that's going on right now globally is everybody that doesn't have that nest egg, that everybody that doesn't have that guaranteed paycheck, that they get paid when they work. And if they can't work, they're not getting paid. You know, those are the people that you got to feel for. And I know there are many people that are out there trying to raise money for independent wrestlers in general, which I love. So if there's anything you can do to support your favorite uh, independent wrestlers in this moment, I would say now is certainly the time to do it. I mean, you think about all the money that was lost WrestleMania weekend, not just by WWE, but by everybody that kind of uh, that kind of uh, follows the WWE's coattails down to wherever it is that they're doing WrestleMania on a given year. You know, there's nothing there for any of those people. So I've been, I've been thinking about that and just thought that you guys should uh, definitely be supporting all that. Although WWE is making the most of it. I saw on WWE Shop, they debuted there. I wasn't there. You know, every pay-per-view, they make T-shirts that you generally can get in the building. I think that sometimes if there are extra shirts after the event, 
they put them out on WWE shop. But generally speaking, you can only get them in the building. It's the it's the pay-per-view shirt that says somewhere, either on the front or the back, I was there. And they've put out a couple of t-shirts, which if you're a t-shirt collector, I would hope you've already purchased. I need to order them already because I think they're brilliant. It's just the WrestleMania logo, and it says, I wasn't there. <laughs> it says, you know, WrestleMania 36, Orlando, Florida. I, I, I think that's great. Making the best of a bad situation, doing what you can. Screw it. Support WWE, too. Buy those t-shirts because they're hilarious. Um, we will talk about WrestleMania and uh, everything that's going on around that. I do think that the WWE is learning as they go in terms of uh, putting on the shows. If you look at the changes that happened between SmackDown last Friday and Raw a week ago, and then the changes from Raw a week ago to SmackDown on Friday, because this week NXT wasn't in front of an empty arena. They did uh, they did those video, those very long video packages. And I say that as complimentary, um, that we're chronicling three of the main stories going on in NXT right now. They took the entire two-hour block to fully tell the stories of Gargano and Ciampa, of Charlotte and Rhea, and of Finn Balor, and the evolution of who he is leading to his eventual battle with Walter that I'm sure that he will have. Um, I thought NXT was actually really good. I think that that's one of those things that you can watch at any time. If you didn't see NXT this week, it's a, that's a great thing to go on the WWE Network and watch. They've been putting out a lot of content WWE has on their YouTube channel um, in terms of full matches and stuff. I would imagine that they'll be adding a ton of stuff to the WWE Network. I talked last week, I think, about the batch of 1993 episodes of WCW Saturday Night, but I think everybody that's got access to create content is making it right now. Everybody is trying to get all those eyes and ears, and everybody's succeeding. You know, people need an escape. That's the best thing that you could possibly do. That's what I'm counting on. For me, doing these shows is an escape. Um, But as I said, I think WWE is learning as they go because of the changes that are being made. You know, I think that uh, seeing the way matches are presented and the people that are in the matches are changing as they go through these uh, empty venue uh, shows. I was very surprised to see Michael Cole out there solo again. And I'm not going to sit here and kiss Michael Cole's ass every single show. But, I mean, nobody gives this dude an ounce of credit. So the fact that he could run that show solo, and he had uh, Sami Zayn sit in with him, and he had a couple of, he had a couple of guest commentators throughout the show. Probably what SmackDown was supposed to look like last week with Triple H just being there in the beginning and then guest people filling in. I should reach out to Corey Graves. I hope that everything's okay. I'm not 100% sure why uh, he's not making the trips unless it's just, look, man, crazy stuff going on. I want to be safe, which if that's the case, that's cool too. But um, seeing Michael Cole do it by himself was pretty amazing. You know, doing all the, it's a lot of heavy lifting that I think people just don't realize. So. Um, I had a lot of respect for Michael Cole and then the big, uh, the big, the big Gronk, uh, debut was a big noteworthy thing. I thought the Gronk did well, you know, I mean, it's super cheesy, of course, you know, Gronk giving a lap dance to the ring post was like, what are you doing, man? But it was very Gronk. I mean, it was on brand. The whole thing was very on brand, uh, for, for Gronkowski. Uh, but to throw him out there in front of an empty arena is tough. And... 
I am interested to see how it plays out for WrestleMania. I've got a lot of ideas, by the way, and we're going to get into this today. I have a lot of ideas for what we can do with WrestleMania. Because the latest on this is apparently, according to the internet, WWE is trying to get ahead of this thing and is going to tape a lot of, if not all, of WrestleMania in advance because there's no fans in the audience. So, you know, it's not like they have to worry about spoilers. But WrestleMania is going to be taped in advance, and apparently not all the TV will be live going forward. I think Monday, uh, tonight, Raw will be—I think it'll be live. I don't know. I'm not there. But the rumor is that they're taping a whole bunch of episodes of all these shows, which I think is is smart. Like, there's no way to guarantee that an organization like the WWE is going to be able to keep making content. In order for the WWE to keep making content, you have to be able— to have at least small groups of people together. The travel has to be open, you know? I mean, when you look around, just over the weekend, both California and New York states got locked down. If you're not an essential worker, you can't work. If it's not an essential business, it's closed right now by law, by state law. And I think that that's going to continue, and I think that it should as long as this virus continues to spread. But... Because of the way things are going, because it could get worse before it gets better, because you never know. You never know. You never know. We don't know what we're dealing with here. At any moment, we could not be able to even do live shows that there's not an audience for. You know, the NBA can't do it. NCAA is, is postponed. So I think it's good that WWE is taping a bunch of stuff in advance, if they are, just to make sure that they're still able to get content on the air. As you saw, there is. I mean, I've thought of a backup plan if the WWE can't get their content on the air. I've thought of a backup plan. And there was a bit of social movement for this thing. And maybe I should post a couple more Photoshops. But it started, I think, on Thursday. There is some momentum to bring back primetime wrestling hosted by Triple H and the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts. Now that Triple H is a member of the broadcast team... People are feeling this uh, movement, this tidal wave of support is coming in saying, well, if Triple H is on the broadcast team and Sam Roberts is on the broadcast team, what if we combine these two and we had them sit in and present to us some stuff in the can? It could even be uh, matches from the years gone by. Hey, Triple H, what'd you think about this? I don't know, Sam, what'd you think about it? I mean... The possibilities are endless, but you can already tell, I think, in the example that I just gave, that the chemistry would be there. The entertainment would be there. So, I mean, I think I'm going to keep voicing my opinion about it on Twitter. I think it's a home run idea. Should the WWE have TV time that needed to be filled and not be able to do live wrestling, I think the next best thing would have to be primetime wrestling hosted by Triple H and Sam Roberts. It makes sense to me. I don't see how you could go wrong. Um. All right, look, we're going to get right into it today because I have a special guest on the podcast. Um. And and by the way, I hope, this is a big deal. Speaking of my special guest is from ESPN, but uh, well, he does, a, I think he's, I don't know what he does at this point. He's got 150,000 jobs. But I, I think he does stuff. I think his radio show is on ESPN Radio, and he does stuff on ESPN TV, and his wrestling podcast is ESPN. So he does stuff with ESPN. But I'll tell you who he is in a minute. But 
uh, I think we should all watch. I know that uh, WrestleMania 30 was on ESPN last night. Everybody should watch the WrestleManias as they air on ESPN. We should all show ESPN what this wrestling audience is capable of. You know, I think uh, they're going WrestleMania 32. Yes. No, WrestleMania 30 was yesterday. WrestleMania 32 is this coming Sunday. And then the Sunday after that, which I think is WrestleMania, is also WrestleMania 35 on ESPN. So I guess while night two of WrestleMania airs on the WWE Network, WrestleMania 35, last year's WrestleMania, will be airing on ESPN, which is great for WWE. You know, I think we're in this position, as I said, you know, we're in a, a weird space with content where people need it. And ESPN is included in those people that need the content. Um, so, you know, I think uh, like last weekend they were airing a ton of UFC stuff. And I guess at the last minute, you know, there were rumors about WrestleMania being aired on ESPN plus as like a thing where if you wanted to watch WrestleMania, like the way the UFC does it, UFC's pay-per-view model now has completely left cable TV. In order to get a UFC pay-per-view, you have to subscribe to ESPN plus, which I think is like five bucks a month or something like that. You get all the 30 for 30s. It's actually not that bad of a deal. And then you have to pay pretty much the pay-per-view price for the UFC show, but you have to watch it on ESPN plus, which is interesting. I don't know a lot of subscription apps that have that model where you buy, you do pay-per-view through the app. Like all the models that I know are like WWE network, HBO go Netflix, where you pay your monthly fee and you get the content. You know, I've been watching tiger King on Netflix. Honestly, if Netflix was like, if you want to watch Tiger, you can watch all of Netflix, but if you want to watch Tiger King, it's another 20 bucks. I would probably pay the 20 bucks. It's amazing. And I'm only halfway through the third episode so far. Um, but there were rumors, like I think after the last stock call that WWE might be thinking about doing that. Um, but I guess, I guess either they are not thinking about doing it anymore or, um, you know, they just didn't sign the deal. And I would imagine that with all the all the stuff going on, you know, everything going on right now, um, I wouldn't think that now is the time that anybody is really signing deals. Anybody is really signing content deals. So we'll see how things go. But I do think, and I know you're probably sitting there going like, well, Sam, how about we don't watch WrestleMania on ESPN because I'm not trying to pay that premium for WrestleMania next year. Look, we're wrestling fans. Let's support wrestling. What's good for wrestling is good for us. Ultimately, we want to. This isn't, you know, this is WWE. This is not trying to hide your favorite band from the rest of the world so they don't go mainstream. We want wrestling to be mainstream again. The best time to be a wrestling fan was the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era was probably even including the Hogan '80s era. The Attitude Era was probably the most mainstream that wrestling ever got, and it was a great time to be a fan. So I think that the best that we can do is try to mainstream this as much as possible on our end, which means turning on ESPN the next few Sundays and watching some WrestleMania. And what does it really, you know, what does it really cost you? You got to watch WrestleMania. Oh, wow. So hurtful. So hurtful. Um, all right. Let's get into what I was getting into before. Um, we have a guest this week. Peter Rosenberg is on the show. Yes, it took a pandemic to bring us together, but it brought us together. 
Peter Rosenberg's on the show. He's back in WWE. I want to find out from him what he thought of, uh, of, of what he has thought, I should say, of the last few shows, um, doing empty arena shows. But most importantly, I have come up with, I took the whole WrestleMania card, and that includes potential matches. For me, matches just announced, including potential matches announced. This is not the WrestleMania card that I went through on Patreon a couple weeks ago. This is the real WrestleMania card. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven matches that have either been announced or teased. Of those eleven matches, I have developed stipulations for a lot of them. And I believe I have concocted a WrestleMania 36 that will really, really work. So I'm going to go over that with Peter Rosenberg, and you're going to enjoy it. Here he is. Hey, right before we get into Peter Rosenberg's support for Not Sam Wrestling is brought to you this week by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Look, I understand a lot of us are stuck at home right now. I understand that a lot of us are, are living in our pajamas. But look, the one thing you can't do is let your hygiene fall by the wayside. You're probably at home with your spouse or your significant other. They don't want to be disgusted by you. You're showering, right? You're smelling good, right? Well, how about you don't take down your pants and show an unkempt jungle? How about that? How about you trim up and you feel, you make your spouse feel like every night is a night on the town. How? By keeping your balls groomed even during a pandemic. It's important. You always got to remember the little things. And with as much stress as you've got going on right now, trust me, I'm all stressed out. I'll get my cheap little clippers, buzz, buzz, ow, ow. You get your, little, you get, you get your sack pinched, right? The little blade that pinches the whole thing. This won't happen with Manscaped, okay? Because they're offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer completely. Manscaped engineered the, the whole engineering team. They spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. If there was ever a time that you needed to have balls that were smooth, well-groomed, and nick-free, now is the time for it. This third-generation trimmer, it features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. The battery's going to last forever. Even if the grid goes down, the battery will last up to 90 minutes, which, you know, think about how long it takes you to really shave your balls. Not that long. So 90 minutes, you could do a lot of work. And one of the coolest features, there's an LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. You ever see one of those diamond experts? They have like uh, flashlight things on their heads so they see every last detail. Imagine if you had one of those lights, except it was on the razor, what you shave your balls with. They've upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor. They got quiet stroke technology. The only thing that's keeping my wife from thinking that this is the apocalypse is the fact that my balls look good, and yours can too. Not only that, 
you could do it for 20% less. That's right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code NOTSAM, N-O-T-S-A-M, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code NOTSAM. You got no more excuses. Get yourself right. You've got the time to do it. Manscaped.com, promo code NOTSAM. Better than the Flintstones meet the Jetsons. Better than uh, the whole Avengers series with every Marvel superhero ever coming together. Something that only a global pandemic could do is bring two forces in the world of wrestling hot takes together the way this has done. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Peter Rosenberg. You know him from, I guess I should have, you know him from WWE. You know him from the Michael K show. You know him from uh, Hot 97. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. you know him from he, Instagram Live. I saw him wearing a suit <laughs> on there. You know, I wear, I wear suits on Instagram Live. I do everything. Sam, the only thing that could bring us together is this or the first Saudi Arabia show. That's right. That's all. Yeah, it's right. You were here in the Not Sam studio for that first Saudi show as Correct. we were we were doing a, a recap of it. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Global and, uh, events. It has to be a global event. It has to be global. And now here we are again, a global pandemic. It is. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, the first real lockdown weekend of the pandemic. Like, the, I guess, I mean, you're in Westchester, so maybe it's the second one for you. Yeah, I was locked down last weekend. Last weekend. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I was taking it seriously way longer. Last weekend, so on last Thursday, I went into Sirius because I was living in Westchester, and Westchester was the hotbed at the time. And I told everybody at Sirius, I'm like, guys, we will not be here on Monday. Like, you, I guarantee we won't be here. Everybody was like, what? Come on. We won't, we won't be here on Monday. And, of course, Monday comes we are not there on Monday because I was like, no, you guys aren't taking this seriously. I in Westchester, it's all we're thinking about. And within, you know, 48 hours, it happened so quick. Yeah, I um, they gave me a, a Comrex, a, a piece of equipment uh, for radio people to do our jobs. They gave me a new one last Friday. And I knew the second they handed this to me, I was like, I'm not coming back. No, like, now that you now that you've given me this and, and my co-host on hot. Ebro and Laura went in all last week. I don't actually understand why. No. Um, and as of tomorrow, I really don't think they should. It doesn't make sense. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The weekend's been weird. You know, Saturday kind of feeling like Friday. And thir- it just it, it dawned on me a little bit more when we got to the weekend. I was like, oh, this isn't cute. I'm, my weekend <laughs> is just like my weekdays. Yeah. I'm just here talking still. <laughs> yeah. All the same. I have, like, I have my around-the-house clothes and I have my clothes that I'll actually wear to work. And not that, you know, there's this huge difference, but like a sweatshirt that I've has got tears in it, but I really like it. I'll still wear it around the house. A nicer sweatshirt I'll save and wear to work. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, sitting here going on Wall Street. But that's when I realized, like yesterday, when I was like, okay, I'm going to take a shower. What am I going to wear? And I was like, wait, like, it's just the around the house clothes. I don't. Uh, that's that's a, it. That's it. Because well, I'm and not that's leaving why, ever. And, and that's why. You know, a lot of people were making fun of me for for dressing up for my IG live. <laughs> I, I had to put on I hadn't put on real clothes all week. <laughs> so it's Friday night at ten o'clock. I have an interview set up with a a, a very important politician. <laughs> yeah. Why not get dressed up? I have no, it's going to be the biggest thing I do all week. Yeah. So I dressed up. Yeah. Um, when, when you got AOC on your Instagram live, wear a suit, show some respect. Show some respect for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I what I did. It. I get and, it. And uh, and for you. 
you get the gorgeous Mega Maniac shirt. I, and that's and you're right. You're 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 thinking about what what's the venue? What exactly. makes sense? Like, and it's true. You know, you spend all this time acquiring these vintage wrestling shirts, and like, you know, if you're in the hot studio, that's something. If you can get them on Michael K. Show, that's something. But like, when you're at home, you're like, I have all these great T-shirts. I need to show them off on Friday. I went out to get food for the first time. I've been cooking so much more because everything skews me out. But I went to a pizza place to pick up a pizza. And I was like, okay. And I came downstairs and I looked over all my shoes. And I was like, yep, I'm going to pull out the Travis Scott sixes because I'm going to get pizza. And it will be the biggest social event that I do probably at least for a week. And, and people responded in kind. I got multiple compliments when I left the house wearing them. And it was literally just to go to the pizza place. But people were like, hey. You, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's weighing out what your life is now. Yes. And I'll tell you this, and I'm sure I'll have to have this argument tomorrow because I know Ebro is going to make fun of me for it. If I don't ever have anything at this point that I dress up for, that is when you start getting into really depressive tendencies. Like you have to start, you have to continue to be like, oh no, I care about this. I'm going to treat this differently than I treat other things. Otherwise, your yeah. life is just a complete mush. That's true. You so, have to differentiate. Like, there has to be. That's why, I mean, I like all these parents that are putting out their corona schedules that are going, like, at 9 a.m., we do this, and then at 10 a.m., like, some people are like, hey, why don't you relax? You just get to stay home. And it's like, no, you have to have a life. No, you, if you, you over, save your relaxing for Saturday and Sunday still. Right. Like, you don't need to have a schedule Saturday and Sunday. But Monday through Friday, yeah, I do think it's important to try to, like, keep some semblance of a thing going. Peter Rosenberg, you would know this better than most. I believe it was the great Curtis Jackson that said sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. That's what, you know, I think he, I don't know if he was the only one. But I, mean, I, <laughs> I think, he's I think he said it best. I, he think said it best. I thought he was the first that realized that. I didn't realize that until he said it, but you know, so be it. So of course, we're not the only ones affected by this. The whole world's affected by this. Needless to say, WWE and WrestleMania in terms of timing. If we could if we could trivialize this pandemic for a second and just bring it right back to wrestling, because at the end of the day, wrestling podcasts are an escape from the reality that we live in. So if we could just talk about this in the context of wrestling to have a pandemic really hit the U.S. middle of March is literally the worst possible timing for wrestling. It's it's I mean, listen, again, from a completely selfish standpoint, yes. you know, I I. I had been I had been working on my return to WWE starting in I looked recently the first conversation was had in early December early December wow so you know things take time yeah the new year comes hey we're gonna call you after New Year's okay cool whatever and then in late January early February I guess, um, the conversation started getting, the work started getting done and the whole time was like, Hey, well, no matter what, you'll be back for elimination chamber and boom, WrestleMania. And I'm like, this is so cool. I, I did not expect to come back. What awesome timing. So excited to surprise everyone, both, both people who follow me, but even more so the people like the people I'm, like you, who I'm friends with, like who I'm going to see and be like, I'm back. Yeah. Like, so, so from a completely selfish standpoint. I was so excited for this week in Tampa of having a little bit of like, hey, dude, welcome back. This is awesome. And so it's like a double gut punch. Not only do I lose that, but you're also really losing 
the pageantry of WrestleMania for everybody. Yeah. Um, it's no matter how much, and we can, you and I can get into what it'll look like and what's good about it, what's bad about it. But I think there's no way to sugarcoat that if, if you're at the PC and you're not at a stadium um, celebrating with 80,000 wrestling fans, this is not the same thing. No, it's definitely not. And I, and we will definitely get into uh, my breakdown because I got some hot takes and I got some ideas for WrestleMania. But before that, you talking about coming back and everything just reminded me because I've been meaning to ask you. When you left WWE, it was before the world had turned on me. Yes. What was it like for you to come <laughs> back and scroll through your app mentions, and really, because I saw them just be inundated with, thank God you're not Sam Roberts. I hope you're replacing Sam Roberts. Please, God, let this mean they fired Sam Roberts. Like, I feel like you have not seen that directed straight to you. Right. What was that experience like? Well, I, I got a couple stray tweets over time, but I was off social media for a while, especially when you were first... When when what you you didn't turn on anyone when they turned the on world you. turned on me I, I I simply they were like hey Sam the same thing they do for you hey Sam you come and just give your opinion right and I right. go oh, okay I just give my opinion and the world turned on me and I continue to give my opinion regardless right. yeah so so since the world turned on you I wasn't on social media at that time but when I came back um I it was it was funny to see. I mean, I really enjoyed the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I just knew what a kick you got out of it. And then when, and then when I saw that they started going live at the NXT takeovers in the arena, yeah, I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. This gives, this gives it so much life. Yeah. Because honestly, who are you allowed to curse in this podcast or no? You can't. Yeah. I mean, it's my podcast. I don't have any, who, who gives a shit about people cursing about people on Twitter, not liking you. But if you can give me booze in the arena, uh -huh. now, now, now we're, now we're doing <laughs> So that's when it was like, okay, you've impressed yes. me. Okay, all right. Because, because, I, because I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I guess angry tweets are cool, but tweets are tweets. But when, 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 you, when you start talking at the kickoff shows and the booze just start, no matter <laughs> what you say, yeah. that, that is legitimate heat. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's not turn off the TV heat. That's heat, baby. Yeah. And so I, I, I loved it. And I mean, unfortunately... I think once I'm back long enough, people will begin to hate me again. <laughs> but uh, I hope I'll, I'll gladly be the baby face to your heel any day of the week. I just think people naturally and organically hate me that's, and they will take to it again soon. That's possible. But I do. I do like to think that uh, I've 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 helped make it a warmer place for you out there. I, honestly, I really hope you did. Now, now, yeah. and, I'll, and, I'll, and listen, I'll lean right into it. Yeah. I'll lean right into it. And then how do you like that on my first thing back, we have a whole bit of our truth calling me Sam <laughs> uh, Roberts. I was sitting there and I told my wife, I'm like, look, if they just mention my name and talk about me every show and I still get all these people on, you know, online saying that they hate me, I don't even know if I have to do these shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... Kind of bring me up, and that should be and by fine. The way, about this, this was a great wrestling moment. So, without you know giving away too much information, yeah, I think those who uh, follow you and I and, and and wrestling more importantly closely enough, obviously could see what that bit with our truth on the kickoff show was. Mm -hmm. I mean, considering our truth was a guest on your show last week, he clearly knows the difference between you and me. What did, did he was he was literally in my house. Two days yeah. before, he was, oh, okay, he was exactly. at the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, okay, two yeah. days before that. Perfect, thank you. Yeah. So it was amazing to see, as always, 
people who aren't in the wrestling world all took that completely at face value. It's great. I love it. They they all were like, I can't believe, I can't believe they confuse you with the other guy. So I, I looked up Sam Roberts. You don't look anything like him. <laughs> I'm like, you still don't know what this is, huh? You That's still just, don't get it. Dude, whenever you get that, you just go like this. I know. I was really insulted I, by it. Like, you know, what, <laughs> like, what an it, asshole. It's totally insulting. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, as we go towards WrestleMania, we've seen, uh, a couple of shows at the Performance Center with no audience. We've now seen two SmackDowns and one Raw. We're heading to another Raw. Um, first of all, how do you feel about the inclusion of pre-taped matches? I'll say that I think it's been done. First of all, I think it's a necessary thing. Like I, you know, I think that you kind of need it to break up what's going on at the Performance Center. And I also like that it actually has been matches that pertain to what's going on. I said, okay, I mean, it's getting really weird. I literally came on the podcast. I don't remember if it was this one or the Patreon one, but anybody that listens to all the Not Sam Wrestling podcast knows that I came on and said, they need to do a six-pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and they need to play the John Cena, Bray Wyatt, WrestleMania 30 match on SmackDown. And then I turned on SmackDown, and they were that's, like... That's, that was the whole show. They were like, here, we just listened to your podcast, and we did a show. So, um, what do you, how do what do you think about the, uh, about the way that the performance center shows have gone, including the pre-tape matches? So it's a, it's a mixed bag. Um, I think there have been things that are good and things that are bad. Um, I think the good is getting away from straight up promos being cut in the ring Mm-hmm. and matches, and frankly, matches just in the center of the ring with no one there. Uh-huh. I think the more you're cutting away, the more the 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 Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, Drew Gulak backstage, um, things like that, the Alexa Bliss, uh, Nikki Cross promo this past week, the more of that, the better. Um, I really think that AEW did a great job watching WWE for two episodes mm-hmm. and being like, what can we do here? And what can we do that they haven't done? Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they made some decisions that I thought were really smart, like lighting wise, mm-hmm. use it, using a lot of Tony Schiavone interviews. Like, I think it's important. I think WWE as time goes on, will try to figure out what are the ways you can do it. And I do think that stuff's important. So I agree. I thought airing the Royal rumble a couple weeks ago was a great idea. And I've heard great from, idea. I heard from multiple people like us hardcores that watch everything and have the network. We were like, oh, my God, like this is an hour and a half that I've already seen. I didn't realize this was going to be this long. But I've heard from multiple people that will turn on Raw and might have they, they actually don't watch regularly. They turned on Raw to see what it looked like in this venue. And they came and they were like, and it's also really cool that they I got to watch the Royal Rumble. So there's a lot of people that turned around and said. Oh, this is really cool. Cause and and thank God it was one of the best Royal Rumble matches of all time. That well, that's 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 the thing. So you win twice. Yes, I agree. I was gonna say the same thing. I have a good friend of mine who used to love wrestling, who doesn't watch it anymore, who was like, dude, I watched the Rumble on TV the other yes. day. That was awesome. Yes. So I agree with you hundred percent. And yes, you're talking about one of the coolest, best written, most perfectly executed Royal Rumbles of all time. So I think it worked out really well. Um, and I think actually, frankly. You know, some programming like that moving forward is not the worst idea. We're like on a given week, you do some shows that are sort of like what you were doing on NXT with Pat McAfee, 
um, or like the Raw 25 thing that I did with Graves a couple years ago. Yeah. Like th th those are not a bad idea to just be like, hey, we're going to show you some things that have already happened. We're going to talk a little bit here and there. I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing as opposed to and, – and by the way, it may come to that. I mean we may get to a chance – we may get to a point where they're not able to even bring together the essential talent to do what sure. they've been doing. Definitely. So, I mean so you, we'll watched see, how, I, you watched how quickly the NBA went from uh, flirting with the idea of doing empty arena basketball games to being like we're suspending the season. Like it happened right. in an instant and that's just how it happens. Like there's no – so you don't have control over everything. Exactly. So, but I, I agree with you. I think cutting away to things like that is a good idea. I just think you have to be really wise. Like one thing I think was not a good decision. And I know this may sound harsh. Um, it's the shoot arrow, but, baby. Let me know. There you go. Uh, well, the shoot arrow is dead. It's now the safe. It's now the safe arrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the sellout arrow, baby. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I wanted. To, I've been meaning to tell you this. I thought you'd appreciate it. Mm -hmm. The shoot arrow turned out to be this great thing on my podcast, where basically once I stopped working there, I was like, you know what? I'm taking the gloves off. This is the shoot arrow. It was actually one of the best things I've. I'm not good at making marketing decisions for myself generally. Yeah. Um, it was one of the best things I ever did, though. It reignited my podcast fan base completely. And guess what? I didn't do anything different than I ever did. <laughs> you it just was called the exact it. Same I know. Podcast. I was I was listening to it right, and I was going like, I mean, these aren't especially these aren't hotter <laughs> takes. These are just the takes. This is literally as long I, as I know Peter. I know. Same thing. But never I mean, that was also, anyone. That was also like when I started working. At WWE and people were like, Sam, you became a show when you started working. I was like, I remember distinctly you guys called me a show before I started working. Like, You've been, always been a show. I've always been a show. You're like, well, you won't talk about. I've never talked about. Like, I I just like WWE and I always have. So so um, so the, the funny part is, so I call it the shoot era. And and now coming back at this point, it's it, I'm calling it the safe era. But really, it's the same <laughs> it's thing. Same I, will call, yeah. I will call things out. But I just try not to be unkind about it. Yeah. But I will say this. Um, I, starting the first SmackDown with Bailey and Sasha on the mic, that's not what I would have done. Mm -hmm. That That's not the the two people I would have been like, here's the mic, empty arena. Let's go for it. I. It's just this is a complicated time. And they are still like Bailey's still figuring out, figuring out who this Bailey is. And like they then had a match with Alexa Bliss who basically talked like five seconds, I'm like, start the whole thing with Alexa Bliss. Put the mic in Alexa Bliss's hand. Mm -hmm. Like, let's, but I think it's a, it's a time to really think about who do you absolutely trust with the mic most yeah. and give them the mic in the empty arena because everything is exposed. It is very obvious who has the ability to do it and who maybe is okay, but not as good. So I think Sasha and Bailey are improving, but I just think it's a, be really mindful about who you hand that mic to to stand in the middle of the, the arena alone. I think that uh, I think that that's true for the wrestling as well. And I think that I can, as I'm watching, I can see the wheels turning and the evolution happening. Like you know, even from SmackDown to Raw, the first SmackDown to Raw last Monday, there was much less wrestling on Raw than there was on that first SmackDown. And then when I watch SmackDown on Friday, this Friday, it's clear to me that, for instance, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. And the Sami Zayn trio, like those five guys are going to be wrestling on every empty arena they show because they should, they should, because they can, because they're that good. Like there are some people who just have that. And, and, you know, that's, that's, I think something that really gets built because let's be honest, those five guys 
have wrestled in empty buildings because nobody bought tickets. You know what I mean? Like those, That's, those five. Well, it's funny. It's, it's funny you say that. That was Stack Guy Greg's uh, reply this week. Right. When we talked when we talked about AEW, and he was like, "Well, let's be honest. That whole roster is used to performing in front of nobody. Like, <laughs> like they, they, these are people who have, were just indie two seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. And so, in yes, those five guys that we saw, Daniel Bryan, Gulak, and the the Shinsuke, Cesaro, Sammy group." You want to see more of them. It's going to be a harder fit for heavy machinery. You know what I mean? Right. Like a character like Otis, who frankly has been maybe the upstart character of the last oh, year. I mean, I think the guy is Chris Farley in WWE. I absolutely love him. In a From a wrestling match standpoint, though, so much of what he does is crowd-based. It, it get that that could be more complicated. Some of those things that are intentionally silly and tongue in cheek, I don't know if they'll play the right way with no crowd behind you. Yeah, I mean it's like stand up comedy. Like it's a different thing to do that without an audience. Like even if when it's on TV, you still need there's a reason why stand up specials are done in theaters with an audience. Because right. to just have a guy in a room talking into a microphone, you're not gonna get all the nuance. No, no, you know? exactly. Cutting cutting a promo on, on an IG live that could be really funny. If there's no one there to laugh at it, it is not as funny. It's, it's right. just the way it is. Greg and I argued a lot. Our group chat was arguing a lot this week because Greg was saying Mania is going to be fine. And why do you need a crowd? If you need the crowd, you're a lazy fan. And I was like, Greg, come on, dude. Let, let's be realistic. Like Hamilton is a great show no matter where you see it. But to see it in front of – if they make a Hamilton movie, okay, but that doesn't mean you want to see the play in front of no audience. <laughs> of course. Like, like if make if a movie. Okay. If you're the only, if you're, and by the way, I watch, I did this. I mean, and this is how you know that we're getting to a weird time in terms of content producing. Uh, since I'm at home, more content than ever for the YouTube channel. And last night I had Jess and Hot Dog and myself, and we did a live watch along of Cats, the movie. The movie? <laughs> yes. And I mean, I've seen the play. Right. And it's an enjoyable experience to see the play on Broadway now and forever at the Winter Garden Theater to watch that movie. I'm going, oh, my God, not even the song Memory could save that movie. And it's one of the greatest songs of all time. But it was that bad. huh? It was I mean, bad, as everyone said, it wasn't even ironically bad. Like it was one of those things where I'm like, this isn't even a we can mine for content because it's so bad. It was just like, no, this is one level worse than that where you're like, you just have to avoid it because it's that bad. Right, this is so painful. <laughs> and, and so, and so listen, uh, stack guy, Greg also had an idea that I think is great, which is that he believes and I'm curious what you think about this. His suggestion was they should cut WrestleMania mm -hmm. and shoot it like a movie instead of trying to make it an empty arena change the entire way you shoot the matches and try to make it feel like a produced show specifically for no audience. You know, they, I don't know if it's possible, but I think it's an interesting thought. They did that. I think WrestleMania 19, they shot on film and mm -hmm. they produced You probably remember they produced a special called WrestleMania, the movie. It's incredible. Yeah. And it is incredible. What, you I, mean the doc? You mean the doc or the movie? Oh, they, they also did. They like, called it. It was just. It was the just, matches were yes. shot that way. Yes. Right. And so they played like the main. They played like Angle and and Brock, and they played yes, like yes. those matches on film, and it was amazing to see, not as a replacement for WrestleMania, mm. like it, it just as an accompaniment. Exactly. So I think that I would still have that urge to see wrestling at least somewhat. The way I want it. I think they, they it could be really interesting to shoot it like that. I mean, on my show, I said that 
they should not have any more matches for WrestleMania and just have two two-hour shows. But then they started announcing a ton more matches for WrestleMania. So, Well, so what, is it looking like four hours each day? I don't know, man, because Edge versus Randy is not official yet, but you've got to, I mean, of course it's going to be on the show. They added Corbin versus Elias. They added the women's six-pack challenge. Like, they're still, and I'm assuming they're going to add more on Raw. Like, they're adding matches, so this is turning into, I mean, by my list, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I've got 10 matches, or 11 matches already. So it's a full WrestleMania to split Absolutely. up. So I think it is going to be two, three to four hour shows. What did you think before we get in? Because I've got some takes on these WrestleMania matches that I really want to hear your thoughts on. But before we get there, as we get to the WrestleMania conversation, big thing on SmackDown, Gronk is here. He's coming. He's going to host WrestleMania. Here he comes. And look, I understand Gronk I, I guess he's used to entertaining, but he's not an entertainer by trade. He's a football player by trade. He's a patriot, right? He's, a, he's So it's a different deal to have this football man come out to an empty— That's what they're called, right? I don't do sports. Football yeah, man? that's the word. You got okay. the word right. It's football man. Okay, to have this football man come out there in an empty building and have to be like, hey, the reason we have Gronk is because he's life of the party. He's going to hump a ring post. He's going to do all kinds of crazy stuff. But to have his first appearance be with no audience, not the easiest thing in the world for Gronk. No, no. And uh, listen, we've known they were going to use Gronk for a long time. In some of course, way. it's inevitable. It's, it was inevitable. Yes. I've, I've never been excited by it. I am not a Gronk guy. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I, I guess it's like, uh, you know, asking me to understand why sort of a frat party boy is awesome. I'm I'm probably not the target demo for that. No, this is this is like when you had a, a two minute rivalry with Barstool that has gotten squashed. By the way, not trying to restart it, but no, not now. It is but that yes, sort exactly. of frat it's, I guess it's, guy. It's, it's you is the, of, yeah. It's a different deal. Yeah, and uh, you know, as my brother put it, you know, I, he this is a guy who's about fun, and I am definitively not a guy who's about fun. I suppose, but. No, you're not. You're so, you're a guy who wants to break it down and, and get intellectual and talk about maybe the social ramifications of what's going on here. And Gronk yes. is really just looking for some white claws. You know what I mean? Where's the white claw? Let me hump something. And but like, I just don't get his brand. I don't like get it. Like, it's like it's like a if if you could have a, a man like I feel like he is the essence of what Hot Girl Summer was. You know what I mean? It's just a good time. Oh, he's, he's, he's Hot Boy Summer. He's Hot Boy Summer. It's just a good right. time. And, you know, most people probably couldn't pull it off as long as he has. You know what I mean? Like, somehow, Gronk has out-survived LMFAO. Gronk has out-survived. Well I mean, people aren't doing that anymore. And Gronk you know still what? is. But Gronk. Yeah. But, but the Gronk, situation. The situation. Uh, it, it's over. I mean, now yeah. the Jersey Shore comes back, and it's just kind of fun to watch them as old people. Right, get out of jail Gronk, and stuff like that. Going. No, Gronk, it's like, oh, yeah, Gronk's here, life of the party. And you're like, okay, if anybody can maintain it. I mean, it doesn't hurt that he was part of the, you know, arguably the biggest football dynasty of all time. Yes, um, yes, yes. But, no, I, 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 but you're right. It's not an easy spot to come back to. No, and it's they not. Have, his music is, uh, well, it, it is what it is. Um, I think his music out. was the last LMFAO song. I think that's, that is... Well, it, <laughs> The last thing that LMFAO so, left behind was that theme song for Gronk. Yeah, someone tweeted me. It was like one of Naomi's songs that she turned down <laughs> for her. And, um, and he comes out and does his thing. And I mean, honestly, 
he wasn't bad considering I don't think he's talented as a as a host. Really? When I watched him on New Year's Eve. Yeah. I don't think he's good. I think he's I, I understand people put him on his Q score must be phenomenal. Let me ask you so this. Bless him. But have you seen him react to somebody bringing up the number sixty nine? Oh, I have. Oh, you have. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> okay. He gets very excited about the number 69. It's very, very I've funny. Because, you know, there's <laughs> but, an innuendo um, there. So yeah. All that said, all that said, I thought he did fine considering, but it's just like, man, what's that job going to look like for him at Mania in an empty arena? What, <laughs> yeah, that's. How, gonna, much can we, how much can we get? And how funny is it, too, that after, I think, over a year of developing this uh, mojo is not a party boy thing anymore. They've completely abandoned it and pretend it never happened. And just like, well, you know, Mojo, he stays hype. And you're like, I thought, I thought we stopped doing this. I no, thought no, he had like Luna Vachon marks on his face. And anything that had happened over the last year was thrown away on Friday. He <laughs> yeah. was just like, you are here to be Gronk's boy now. And He's Gronk second. And Mojo is like, this is what I've been waiting for. Yes. I, where was this all my life? I mean, and in a lot of ways, you think that's sort of what they felt like about him is like he's the guy who's connected to Gronk. <laughs> and, you know, and it's kind of a shame because I do think I think Mojo does have talent. Uh -huh. um, I don't think his character has ever had what it needed. But I do think that, like, I actually think from a promo standpoint, I think Mojo can talk. I do. I think I think Mojo is very capable. I don't know how good he is in ring. I've never really seen enough that's gotten me excited, certainly. Yeah. Um, but. I think he is a talented dude, and I worry that when this is done, where is there to go with Mojo? I mean, I mean, I unless guess, they, unless where they have a they... story where he, where he turns on Gronk, they could. And, but and, where were they going anyway? Great, great right? point. So what are we losing? No, they, they they paired him up with someone else. That guy now goes on to win the twenty four seven championship, and and Mojo is still hanging out. Right, right. He's like, all right, you're doing your thing. I'll just uh, I'll just be over here. You go, you go ahead. I'll be over here. <laughs> I hate to interrupt, but I want to let you guys know that I wouldn't be interrupting if you were a Not Sam Shill. The Not Sam Shills are that army that follow us at patreon.com slash notsamwrestling. You may be going through a period in your life right now where you need content more than ever. If you want more Not Sam Wrestling content every single week, you got to sign up at patreon.com slash notsamwrestling. Because over at Patreon, you become a Not Sam Shill. And every level member gets access to the Thursday show. There is a second Not Sam Wrestling that comes out every single week. If you're looking for another show, sign up on Patreon. Less than a dollar a week, only four bucks a month. And on that introductory level, you get Thursday Not Sam Thursday every single Thursday. You also get access to our Discord room where people are talking about wrestling and talking about Not Sam Wrestling 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You want to keep going up? You can watch me record Not Sam Wrestling live every single week. You get access to the videos first before anybody else. And, of course, you get the podcast every single week early and ad-free. So what are you waiting for? You can start for less than a dollar a week. Go to patreon.com slash Wrestling. Become a shill today or don't. Keep listening to spots like this and... You can listen to this. So let's talk about WrestleMania because I have the hottest of hot takes for you. And I, this has been swishing around in my head for some time, um, okay. for a week now. And I'm ready to declare it, okay? All right. In my mind, the promo that Edge did on Monday Night Raw was better in the Performance Center than it would have been in an arena. 
I thought Edge's promo was better in an empty building than it would have been in an arena. And this isn't even my hot take yet. That's okay, just good. like, this is just. I hope not, because that was only warm. I right. Mean, it wasn't no, hot. no. You're like, yeah, okay, I could see that. Yeah, I believe it. Here's my take. I believe Randy Orton versus Edge, last man standing, will be better in an empty performance center than it would have been in that WrestleMania stadium full of people. Mm. I think I, that that I want match, you to tell us why. It will be better for the same reasons why the promo is better. The promo was better in that empty building because it felt more real. It felt more intense. It felt like you, we could slow it down. We could listen closely. You know, like the old uh, uh, Jake Roberts rule that, you know, you don't yell. You just bring them in and you make them listen. I was able to do that far more because there weren't a bunch of people distracting from it. It was Edge and the camera, and he was talking directly to Randy through the vessel of me, the fan. And that's why I was able to to feel it. I thought that, that Edge's promo completely adapted to the surrounding that it was in, and it made it that much better. I think that I think that Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing will now be able to be like a real old school empty arena match. You know what I mean? Like Jerry Lawler, like Terry Funk, like the Rock and Mankind halftime heat. Like I, I think that that it's a last man standing. I think that they'll be all over the performance center. I think they'll be able to go outside. I think they'll be able to do it all. But I think that it will feel much more personal. I think that Edge and Randy Orton are so good. And that's key. That is these two. That they'll be able to adapt to the fact that it's there are no fans. And that we just have to act like this is a fight between two men. One of whom RKO'd the other's wife. I mean, if somebody RKO'd my wife, I'd be... Furious, furious. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I could picture it. You'd be pissed. furious. I'd be pissed. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know physically if I could do. If Randy Orton did it to my wife, could I step to him the way Edge stepped to him? Probably not. I don't have mm. the same physical attributes that Edge does. But the point yeah. is, Edge has those physical attributes, and I feel like, I feel like that this story will ultimately benefit from the empty arena because we will fall into this match and this match will tell that story and be able to do it in, in a, in a, a very real and raw way that I don't think would have been able to be done if it were surrounded by the pomp and circumstance of WrestleMania. Well, I, I enjoy this take. Um, Thank you. And I, it's a silver lining take, which is, I, I really like, cause let's, let's be honest. Yes. Of everything that's going to happen at WrestleMania this year, the two concerns you had about who was going to really miss out on a deserved opportunity, mm-hmm. it was the Edge-Randy Orton match, mm-hmm. and it's Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two matches that, to me, have historical implications that if this mania turned out to be a real dud, mm-hmm. you'd be like, ah, oh, what a shame because of those matches. And the, uh, for me— Cena versus Fiend is on that list too, specifically for Bray. That's a, that's a good point because no, for Bray this is an important Mania match. Yes. That that's a very good point. Whoever his match would have been with, I think that's a, a, a good point for Bray. Yeah. Um. So I like that take because what may end up happening, if you're right, and you are right that they're capable of making it that good, mm-hmm. they, the two of them are capable of it feeling intense and looking awesome and us not noticing the shortcomings of the match, like you said, because you can notice people's shortcomings if they're not incredible talents in an empty arena. Yep. That won't happen with them. 
And it's a last man standing match, let's be honest. They were going to be outside the ring anyway. They were going to be doing God knows what anyway. But how far into the crowd can they go in a stadium, right? Like you can only do so much. I don't like those things in the stadium as much as I like them in arenas. It's not the same thing. Right. So so it's a really good point. And if it if if it's really as great as you believe it could be, mm-hmm. what ends up happening historically is that's all we remember from this WrestleMania. Very possibly. Yes. That's what it was. And it, it was becomes their WrestleMania. Yes. And it becomes a positive. It, it can become a net positive just through that one single match. I would like you to and, pres- I would like you to present I, that take to stat, stat stat guy Greg this week. I'm going to. I'm yes, going to. And, yes. and remember, he's a shill too, so I'm sure right. he'll love it. Anything that's positive, he'll love it. <laughs> but I I also think it's it's a good it's a good way to look at it for Edge too, because otherwise it's such a bummer that this has happened. Yeah. But listen, the truth is he got the Rumble pop. Yeah. That was going to be the biggest pop he could get. Yes. He got the Rumble pop. It was amazing. Now he has a chance. Forget about the pop. Forget about the crowd. This is just about showing what he can do in and outside the ring still. And he'll have that opportunity. So um, I, I hope you're right. And I hope it's ama- I hope that match is amazing. Because let's be honest, that's the story of WrestleMania. It's the best story Randy's been involved in in a decade. Yeah. It's it, it's To me, it's my favorite thing that I've seen on TV in a very long time. I've loved what they've done so far. In terms of stories, I think that and, and Cena Fiend are the two stories that I actually am going into WrestleMania going, I'm ready for resolution here. And that probably does trump it. The Orton scene, uh, I mean, the Orton Edge story does probably trump. I think it's number one, Cena but I think one, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Cena, Cena Bray has gotten there. Yeah. Because um, that was another off. one, by the way. I thought that their, I thought that their empty arena back and forth was great. Awesome. It was that was that was the best thing they've done in the empty arena so far was that promo yeah. that Cena and Bray cut on each other. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it started off so weird. The first episode, the, the point. Oh, really? yeah, the fiend pointing, the fiend point <laughs> and standing five feet away from Cena, but not hurting him. Like mm-hmm. I didn't understand it at first. Right. And I was like, oh, and then and then they've sort of worked backwards. Yes. And now I have cared about what the story. Is. Yes. So. Uh, one of the things that has been reported, so apparently they're going to be, this is the internet talking. I don't know for a fact. None of my sources have told me this, just the okay. things that I read on the internet that because of what's going on, they're taping a ton of wrestling over the next week or so in Orlando, including WrestleMania, just so they can get it all done. So they can have it all. Like apparently they're going to do, this is what it says. I don't know if it's true, but there are reports that they're going to do multiple episodes of Raw, multiple SmackDowns, multiple NXTs and WrestleMania all in one big shot just to make sure that they have it all ready. Um, one of the other reports is that this is, I, and I think this is official from WWE. I think in their latest, because WrestleMania has kind of changed. I think the first press release was it's happening at the Performance Center. The second press release was it's happening over two nights and with Gronk. The third press release and most recent press release, I believe is it's happening over two nights with Gronk from multiple venues. So that got me to thinking that some of these matches are going to have stipulations that would bring them in to other venues. And that's going to be kind of how they get away from the performance center somewhat. So what kind of stipulations do you mean? I'm glad you asked because I have my list of WrestleMania stipulations for you. Oh, I love this. I have added stipulations to one, two, three, four, five matches. I've added stipulations to. Uh, I want to hear the steps for each match. That I think will help. Now, there's a couple 
that we can discuss. Before I say, I have my five that I say, these are definitely what I'm doing. And I have two that I go, this is what we could do, but I've decided against it because of the seriousness of the matches. The first of the two that I've decided against okay. is you could do John Cena versus The Fiend inside the funhouse or inside some type of Fiend-related space. Okay. However, I feel because of the seriousness of the promo uh, last week on SmackDown where it really did boil down to, we're telling a real story here, between John Cena and Bray Wyatt and how John Cena, without saying the word buried, I mean, the story is basically Bray saying, because you buried me, I had to become the fiend. And John mm -hmm. Cena saying, I didn't bury you. You buried yourself because you're complacent. So I feel like that story is so serious, we have to take it outside yeah. of the fiend. Now, we could still add some lighting. Maybe that's a match where, I, don't, I wouldn't say we bring the red lighting back, but maybe that's a match where we darken out the rest of the building well, and we I, just I center on the ring. I think that should be done no matter what. Okay, for I, everything. I, I think... I think the I think everything should be you do not see the seats. I think it should be lit up like a, a, a stage and it looks like a dark old school. You know how when you go to a house show at the garden? Yep. It should look like a house show at the garden. Just dark and everything. Black yep. Except the thing. I, I really think you should do that no matter what. And and obviously with the fiend, you should. We got used to weird lighting in the first place. Right. So I, I definitely think that in that case, they should have a darker match. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that match needs a stip. No. Um, and I agree with you. Funhouse would be too hokey. And um, I think Cena can handle an empty building. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cena I is so, so good that he could he could figure out how to make that work. I mean, listen, work. He, he's Cena, but Cena will also suffer from the same thing Cena always suffers. I mean, there is a certain level of cheesiness to the way he works mm -hmm. that is always there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also balanced by the fact that he's working with, in my opinion, one of the best there is in, in Bray. I'm leaving Roman Reigns and Goldberg traditional. In the building, because that in the performance center, number one, that is doesn't have to be a long match. Number two, it's the uh, WWE Championship match. Oh no, it's the Universal Title match. Universal. Yeah. And number three, you know, if you're gonna have Roman be your Universal Champion, just give him the moment in the ring. I don't think that we need to move that match. No, uh, I wouldn't have hated if if their story had more. If there was more um, animosity, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have hated that match in a cage or something just to protect Goldberg. Like, I, it just doesn't seem that Goldberg has that much. No. I um, by the way, I have a cage match already. So that, oh, you do? Unfortunately, okay. right, the so cage stipulation has already it's, been it's given. Yeah, that's already okay. been given to somebody else. Uh, but right, you're on the right track. Uh, Drew, Brock, same thing. I think Drew versus Brock can just be an in-the-ring brawl. Give Drew his moment. If that's the direction that's going to go, I, I, and I don't think it is anymore. I, I think this is a situation where the 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 lack of crowd may dictate what the outcome is. Meaning that if we're going to give Drew that moment, it needs to be what? the real moment. If it's going to be in an empty building, just have just have Brock barely Continue beat be Brock. him, barely, yeah. but not in thirty seconds. Not no, not the no, ricochet, no. not the ricochet. No, treatment. no, no, yeah. no ricochet him. Right, right. Um, or or everyone else him basically. Yeah. Let let them have a, a match, but. I don't think there's a point. Drew doesn't get the same rub if he doesn't win in front of a crowd. So save it for SummerSlam. I, I think so. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea God, at all. Uh, I, I, well, I, we better be outside by SummerSlam. Who knows? Who knows? Um, women's six-pack challenge, I say just do it, in the, I mean, do it in the ring. It is what it is. It's an elimination six-pack challenge. Start the show with it, you know, whatever. Um, and my final match that I think I'm keeping in the ring, although you could add a stipulation, Shayna Baszler is the cage fighter. 
You could do Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler in an octagon. You could. Wouldn't be the first octagon. You've done Lions Cage matches before. Ken Shamrock versus Owen Hart in the Madison Square Garden Theater, of course. And I believe they did one on Raw, maybe with Steve Blackman. But you could do that match in an octagon. However, I think it would get cheesy. I think Shayna Baszler needs to look scary and fierce, needs to look like she can get things done inside uh, a wrestling ring. I think that match needs to just stay traditional. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I think that's a it is a fun idea to consider. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what would happen is it would end up looking really cheesy because now Becky is trying to pretend to be a fighter. Yes, and exactly. Yes. Uh, so yep. yep. Why do that? Shayna Baszler has already learned to become a wrestler. Right. So you don't need to have Becky pretend to be a fighter. Yep. Shayna is a wrestler. So, yeah, I think you leave that as is. Okay. Here's my stipulations. Some are just steps. Some are separate venues. Apparently, we're getting Baron Corbin versus Elias. This match takes place in a concert hall. Well, I mean, why not? Listen, why right? not? Why not? Why not? Let's do it. Let's put it in a concert hall. We're not going to have an audience, obviously, but put a bunch of instruments on the stage. Yes. They go up onto the stage. They go into the audience area. They go into the bar area. You know what I mean? It could be great. Do it like at the Gramercy or something. <laughs> By the way, that is actually a really fun idea. Yeah. And you could shoot it in a cool way. And, yep. and honestly, and who cares about that story? That's what like, I mean. So why there not? There is just... no story. Exactly. So, have fun. Use it to break up some stuff. We're going to a concert hall now where Baron Corbin is like, where are you, Elias? Elias, where are you? Yes. Elias. He's in the green. He's going in the green room. There's yeah. sodas yes. everywhere. Yeah, I, I love it. I yes. have a great idea. Yes. All right, okay. I'm with it. So Baron Corbin, Elias in a concert hall. I think we're moving AJ Styles and The Undertaker, not to a graveyard. That would be super no. cheese. No. Street fight on the street. Just an outdoor, on the street, Street fight. Even if you, you could even do it uh, behind full sale, you know where they have that set where like NXT is, and I think that you know, I don't. I think that AJ Styles versus the Undertaker would have helped a lot having the crowd there. You know, I think that 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 you will not be able to get away with as many theatrics. I think that this issue has become extremely personal. I say scrap the ring altogether, go outside, do it on the street. Street fight outdoors on a street. And by the way, and by the way, shoot it sometime at night. At night. Everything's got to be at night. So it looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks dark and cool. And you could, again, you have to protect The Undertaker. Right, Um, exactly. You're right. Without without the theatrics, without the crowd hype, you're now just there with a man who's over 50, who does not wrestle very often. Right. So you got to have reasonable expectations. Um, and you do it at night. You have AJ just bumping all over the place for him. AJ tremendous. Chokes, chokes, choke slam through a car for through a windshield. Yep. You know all that kind of stuff. By the way, involve Gallows and Anderson because it's a street fight. So of course they'd be there. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, maybe Kane shows up for the Undertaker. Of Who course knows? he does. Of course he oh, does. But I, I think that's a Sam. I think I, listen. This is the best work you've ever done. And the the, the pandemic is the pandemic is doing you good. I'm I'm using my brain. My wrestling brain is working. You could even have Gallows dress up as fake Kane again. <laughs> remember, why not? Remember, why not? Who cares? Why not? Let's do it. Do <laughs> no, whatever you want. No, but I would say, yeah, the OC is there in full force. Kane comes out. And, yeah, and again, Kane doesn't even have to take any real bumps. Plus, you can disguise. When you're doing a street fight, you can use some of that fancy camera work. And you can disguise everything. Like, you don't have to show. Undertaker doesn't actually have to take bumps on concrete necessarily. You know what I mean? You can... 
jumble stuff up. You can go over That's here. Great, you can disguise. By, by the way, I know this sounds insane, and, and what I'm saying will upset people. You could even use a stunt double in certain spots. Yes, you absolutely could. Absolutely you good. You really could have some like if he's gonna take a, some ridiculous bump through something, don't have him do it. Don't have him do have it. Someone else do it. Yeah, why and, not? And you could bust out other people besides Kane. Other random people could show up that we would pop for. Like I, I think there's a lot of cool opportunities there. That's a that's a really good thought. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where I'm thinking with that. Um I love this one. This one, the more I think about it, the more I love it, the more it makes sense, the more it has to be done. So we saw the seeds planted on SmackDown. If Drew Gulak can beat Shinsuke Nakamura, Daniel Bryan goes to WrestleMania to face face Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Okay. Obviously, I think this is going to happen. Drew Gulak beats Nakamura. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan in a grappling gym on mats, and it's a grappling match. By the way, uh, this is you're you're doing the best work you've ever done. In your I mean, career. if you're not handing me the pencil by now, I don't know what you're waiting for. Yeah, who? That's a great point. It could be a grappling gym. It could be in a high school gymnasium. Doesn't matter. It could be anything you want. Make it looks like make it look like Foxcatcher. Put the mats down. You know what oh, I mean? I love it. And you can have now. You've got Drew Gulak on one side, who's rooting on Brian like he's a coach. You got uh, Cesaro and Nakamura rooting on Sammy like he's a coach. Both strap up in singlets if you want. If you want, why not? Let's get crazy. You know what I mean? And, and, and by the way, from a from a from the standpoint of guys who are able to pull that off, like from an you know, from a sheer kind of you have to be this is a time when it's it goes so beyond wrestling mm-hmm. and your ability to be a great like acting performer mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a, if you're in like a quiet high school gym, mm-hmm. you're in this unfamiliar place, we've never seen you here before, and we could hear the things you're saying. You have to be such a high-level performer beyond being a wrestler. Who's more equipped for that than Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan? Exactly. Like, they could do that. And, and they're they great. They actually and, pull that off. And they're actually skilled wrestlers, especially. Exactly. And I they mean, have a skilled wrestling match. And Daniel Bryan, all he does is grapple. Like, he, I mean, he lives for grappling. So, like, let's get some graps going, you know? And, and you can still have Shinsuke and Cesaro there to cheat and cost him the IC title and let Sami Zayn's reign live on. Sure, sure. Which, which I believe it should. I, I think the idea of Sami Zayn... Hiding behind these two as champion is great. is great. By the way, if you were to go back to the Elimination Chamber kickoff show, mm-hmm. I I was the one who said Braun Strowman should not sleep on Sami Zayn. He's the guy who's going to end up winning the title. Here he is as our IC champion. You were the only one. You you nailed it. I know. I'm you very brave. It. I'm very brave. You very nailed brave. it. Um, the cage match comes into effect. All right. Back at the Performance Center, inside of a salad steel cage. Salad? <laughs> it's uh, oh, the old salad match. Salad steel. Okay. God damn it! It's, it's uh, Owens versus Rollins, of course. How do you keep all of those? How do you keep the authors of pain and 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 Buddy Murphy or just Murphy or whoever he is? How do you keep all those guys out of the ring? You build a steel cage. Now Rollins and Kevin Owens can have a great match with no fans and have the assistance of a steel cage to kind of buffer some of that, you know, awkwardness of there being no audience. Well, and also they have enough history and real bad blood for that to warrant a cage match. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it uh, makes it makes sense. Yeah, they have bad blood. It's been going on long enough that we need a definitive winner and the risk of interference on both sides. They both have friends. They, I mean, every single time you turn on Raw, it's an eight-man tag involving these two. 
So, so of I'll course. Say, I'll say this. If they don't go that way. Okay. And and they're just in a ring. Okay. I, I hope they take all the other players who have been involved in this story and sit them around the ring in seats, mm-hmm. but with, with, with officials there to make sure they don't enter the match. Hmm. Because I like the idea of just that match having people yelling outside of it, the noise, the energy, the screaming, the the attempts to try to get in and being held back by security. I I, I hope they do things like that just to give the feeling the, the a little bit of ambiance. We just how many completely dry matches can you have? Yeah. I, I think I think that would either way, a cage is a great way to do it. But I love the idea of you're right. Their whole story has involved so many other players. It yep. would almost be weird for them all to be gone yep. when we get to this night. Yep. Final match announced for WrestleMania. You brought it up. How do you save Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair? How do you make sure or how do you add to this to say, I want to really try to make sure that this succeeds for both people, really? Charlotte deserves a classic WrestleMania match. Rhea Ripley deserves a platform to stand on for the first time on this level. It's very easy to me. Very easy. Okay. Charlotte goes, Rhea Ripley, you have to understand, you're walking around here with this confidence, and I don't know where it comes from. This confidence that you have climbed the ladder high enough to be on my level. And then Rhea Ripley goes, Maybe I haven't climbed the ladder high enough yet, but I will at WrestleMania. Because Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship just became, inside the Performance Center, a ladder match. Climbing the ladder, literally. Yes, a metaphorical ladder becomes a real ladder, at at which point Charlotte loses her mind because she can't believe she just accidentally walked into a ladder match through her metaphors. Come on. Now, and now, then you get to see the Charlotte moonsault off a ladder. You get to see all the stuff. And keynote here, TakeOver Tampa is obviously not happening. There was a women's six-way ladder match scheduled for that show. Since that's not happening, ladder match is up for grabs. And I think that these yeah. two women are the two women that should be in a ladder match. And again, what it what it what it does, having all those ladders all over the place, it just adds to the ambiance yes. and the scenery. It gives your eyes something else to focus on besides just two two wrestlers going at it. Which, as much as we all love wrestling, the fact of the matter is, not every single match is meant to feel like a wrestling match from 1968. Like we are now used to many different things stimulating us, and I like the idea of a ladder match as well. Peter, after hearing my card, we've now got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg Universal title. Drew versus Brock, WWE Championship. John Cena versus The Fiend. Becky versus Shayna, uh, Raw Women's Championship. You've got Orton versus Edge in a traditional empty arena match, last man standing. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin versus Elias inside of a concert hall. AJ, AJ Styles versus Undertaker, a street fight street actually fight. in the street. Love it. Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan, traditional grappling amateur wrestling match inside of a grappling gym. You got a cage match between Owens versus Rollins, and you've got a ladder match between Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Are you more optimistic for WrestleMania? By the way, 
I, I, I don't want to give you this much credit. Okay. I don't want you to feel this good about yourself. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, yeah. you add all those steps. Yeah. It instantly makes you feel better about what the show could be. Come on. Because it just we just need more than empty arena matches. It's it's just too difficult to pull off. Boom. Whereas if you add all this stuff in the accoutrement, the 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 je ne sais quoi of yes. all those matches now. There's zhuzh. There's something zhuzh. there. I added the zhuzh. You added the zhuzh. There's no zhuzh. That's the problem. And I'm right watching now, this going, where's no the zhuzh? zhuzh? Yes. Yes. The crowd is the zhuzh, and there is no crowd. So this is, Sam, this is some of your best work. I truly hope mm -hmm. that they pick up on at least a couple of these things. Mm -hmm. And you need to upload this podcast immediately because they're probably going to start these matches like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Make sure and tweet this out so the WWE sees it. This is out. Monday morning. They got plenty of time. They they don't yeah. Raw's not till Monday night. Make sure that people hear this. I'll get the video up on YouTube. We'll do whatever we people have to need, do. People need to hear this. At least a couple of them. If we don't get all of them, right. the concert hall match. Otherwise, what are we gonna get between Baron Corbin and <laughs> like, Elias? I love that that's the one you're in love with. Like, well, because I because when happen it happened the other hall. day. Yeah. When it happened the other day, like it was so random. Gronk makes this match. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So why? Why are you doing um, that, okay, Gronk? Give me, give me something to make it fun. That would be fun. There, yes. There'd be funny in that because even if they – you know why? Why? That match, if you had Elias versus Baron Corbin in a, from a concert hall, that's the kind of thing they would have done on like WrestleMania 12. Yeah. Even if they had a crowd, <laughs> yeah. they would have showed it. They would have showed it on the screen to yeah. the whole crowd. And it would have been the exact same thing. Yes. So you can do it the way you would have done it anyway. Right. You don't have to worry about the fact that it's a Hollywood backlot brawl. And while we watching on pay-per-view are going to think it's amazing, everybody in Anaheim is like, I'm sitting in this What's building happening? and I can't see the screen. Exactly. Like the it boiler room brawl at SummerSlam 96 when, like, if you look at pictures in the arena, they literally wheeled out TVs that look like the TVs, like, back in the day when you and I were in school, when your teacher would wheel the TV in for movie day. Like, those yes. TVs got wheeled out. So people with a, would... You mean with a, with a laser disc player <laughs> yeah. attached to it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the, it, 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 it removes so much of the awkwardness yes. to add these stipulations. and. Listen, you have to have faith that they're going to come up with creative stuff here. You know, my one concern. They don't even have to. Just copy me. Yeah, they don't have to be creative anymore. <laughs> yeah. And Because my one concern is the logic at this point is just get this thing done. Yes. Like, let's get this over with and get on to Money in the Bank. But the truth is, the reason you don't want to operate that way, we don't know for sure that Money in the Bank is going to be in a populated arena. No, of course not. Money in the Bank is in, like, May, June, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who know? knows? Who knows? The longer the longer that this country waits to lock everyone down, the longer this thing is going to take. It is crazy. So, isn't it? That that's the only thing that works is just locking people in, locking people in and people getting tests. Yeah. Those are like your only two options are like and my hope is that if it happened right now, it's, it's March 22nd. If March 23rd, they said, no, seriously, you can no longer leave your house. My guess is that by May 1st, we'd probably be able to be out and about again. Mm -hmm. But we're going to wait longer than that, and it's going to take longer than that. And then people like you and I, who are nerds who have been following the rules since the beginning, yeah. we're really going to be killing ourselves because we've been locked up even longer. Yeah, we've been locked up the whole time. But look, I'm going to have a great WrestleMania to watch and rewatch many times over because of all these great steps. And I'm telling you this right now. I'm announcing this right now for you. Okay. Assuming that you and I 
um, are not working on WrestleMania in any way. I'm announcing right now. Okay. A a Zoom WrestleMania watch party. Love it. Of only the hot to be invited to this Zoom party. <laughs> it, it is going to be a who's who uh-huh. Zoom watching. And the thing is, Sam, you probably are smart enough to have the technology that we could stream it to the world. I was about to say, I literally on Friday got my shit together. I'm ready to put Zoom out on YouTube. So you know I can do it right now. now? Right now we could do it. I've done it already. Yeah. And and how many people can you add to that Zoom? Oh, I have the premium account. So is it a hundred people? Like a hundred people. Yeah. So we could come up with like the sickest watch party yeah. to YouTube. And guess what? It would probably be better than the one they were actually doing on the WWE. <laughs> I believe you'll be able to hear us when we talk. I think I think we can really execute this well. I love that idea. So I love now it. I know I, now I know for a fact that if they offered you, Sam, the opportunity to be a part of WrestleMania and they said, but here's the downside. Yeah. You won't be able to see your family for six months. You would say it is what it goodbye. is. It is what it is. Yeah. You don't even know. Like, I think, you know, that my first child, I almost missed delivery of because I was at the elimination chamber that year. I don't yes. think, you know, that my second child, I had the C-section, uh, the C-section scheduled. So we could do it on a Thursday before I had to go on a Sunday. It was before oh, well, it, it was a takeover. It was takeover 25. And I was like, look, we don't want to fall into anything. Let's schedule the C-section for the Thursday. I'll be with you on Friday. And then Saturday, I can, yeah. you know, Saturday in the evening. I'll leave. I'll yeah. jet out. I'll do takeover. I'll come back. The baby will still be here. I won't miss anything. And that's what Listen, we did. That's what we did. In all, in all fairness, it was TakeOver 25. This wasn't any. This wasn't just like TakeOver Portland, okay? Oh, no. This was a big deal. This was a big deal. This was TakeOver 25. So you and I will communicate about the Zoom watch. But Love I it. I think this could be big. I think it could be huge. You can listen to Peter Rosenberg, of course, every single week on the Cheap Heat podcast, uh, ESPN's wrestling podcast, which uh, now is a big deal because ESPN likes wrestling. Is it? Yeah, I know. I, by the way, I'm so, I'm so annoyed that I, I'm not hosting. They're showing WrestleManias on ESPN, and my agents reached out right away like, hey, dude, if you guys are doing anything wrestling at this company, mm-hmm. Peter's doing it. But they're not doing any uh, additional programming. They're just no. airing the WrestleManias straight through. So I tried my best to weasel my way I'm in. sure you did. Um, pun intended. But um, <laughs> And also, yeah, and I've been doing Cheap Heat Live on my Instagram, too, Rosenberg Radio, so – I'll be doing more wrestling chats on there. I'm going to have you on hopefully sometime this week. I'll probably do a couple of weeks, so yep. we'll do one. Say the word. Thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll see you next. We'll see you on Thursday if you're a Patreon subscriber. And ah, if, Patreon. If not, yeah. next Monday here for another Not Sam Wrestling. See you all later. Thanks for listening. Follow at Not Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Great. Review and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling. Not Sam Wrestling.